Hello and welcome to For Your Reconsideration, the podcast where we re-examine best picture races and determine if the Academy got it right. But in this bonus episode, we are recapping the 94th Academy Awards, which just happened. I'm Devin. And I'm Kyle. And uh, yeah, this is like an uneventful Oscars, right? (laughs) You could say that. Nothing interesting. Um, Typical, (laughs) typical award show. Obviously, um, the conversation around this year's ceremony, uh, you have to address the the slap that occurred between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Um, and we don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it because the internet is doing plenty of that already, but it is kind of impossible to talk about the ceremony without talking about it. And I think um, there are conversations being had elsewhere led by people more... Um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? I don't know. Better suited to leading that discussion than we are. So I don't really want to get into the particulars of everything. Um, My general feeling about it is that um, it makes me very sad. It makes me sad for uh, Will Smith, who has worked very hard to get an Oscar and then has had tainted that moment himself um, to this extent. It makes me sad that this ceremony, we can only talk about, this has to be talked about. To talk about this ceremony, it makes me sad for the Oscars in general. What are your overall thoughts, Kyle? I mean, yeah. It tainted, um, you know, it tainted our night. Yes. This is the night we look forward to. Not to say, like, I'm taking as much offense as, like, I don't know, Chris Rock is. Mm -hmm. Or as Jada Pinkett Smith did. But, like, yeah, it's just an an unfortunate thing. I think uh, time will tell how or what the repercussions are for that incident. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just hope it's uh, fair on all counts. Yes, I agree. And I do think, I think, you know, when the internet starts reacting to things, I think sometimes things can get a little um, dramatic. And I, I <laughs> and I do think this is obviously like a very shocking moment in Oscar history. There isn't a lot of other things that compare to it as far as like, surprising moments in the Oscars but I think some people who are calling this you know like the ugliest moment of the Oscars and the most upsetting moment of the Oscars and that sort of thing uh need to check their Oscar history and they can listen to this podcast if they would like to but uh well they already are aren't they that's true tell other people to listen (laughs) but I'm saying go back and listen to past episodes but uh some uglier things have definitely happened at the Oscars certainly but all right enough about that you're probably tired of hearing about it as well yeah, so. I feel like yeah. Anybody who <laughs> listens to this podcast definitely is following this news. Well, I mean, my my high school students are following, following this news. news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, just about everybody here. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about. Let's start off. We'll talk about just how we felt about the ceremony in general, and then we'll get into how we felt about um, particular winners. So first up, the big the big scandal prior to the actual ceremony for this year was that the Academy cut eight categories from the live broadcast in order to, in their words, give us a better show. So like more montages, more fun, keep things moving quickly, think, keep things, you know, entertaining. How do you think that played out on Sunday night, Kyle? Uh, I like that it was addressed right away, even by the hosts. It's just kind of this unfortunate thing. I think everyone was on the side of it. So like kind of against the producers and ABC mm-hmm. from the get go, which I, I like because mm-hmm. I think that's that's fair. Um, 
I mean, I don't want to say about the award show. Like, it certainly didn't cut time. No, it was longer than last year where they gave where they well, gave out all the. Well, let's not compare to last year. The last year was weird in general. Well, but like, sure, but still, it was but like twenty. Minutes it was on par than last for the year. yeah for every other uh, awards ceremony I can remember. You know, in the last couple decades. So, um, so yeah, it didn't really do anything of that. And then what it introduced. I mean, that's something we'll talk about later. What what it gave more time for, I should say. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's obviously like. I don't know what I'm going to say that everybody did, hadn't said leading even up to the award show. It's just unfortunate. It shows that a lot of the crafts aren't, you know, as well received by a general public. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's just, but I don't know. It's without them. None of this could be made possible. So it's just, it's just a weird thing to weigh. Like, I just wish this is like a broader thing, but we didn't have to, constrain ourselves to a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. um people who watch the oscars are there to watch the oscars like Mm -hmm. we're not trying to appeal to everybody this is no longer the abc would disagree with that well i'm i know but i'm just saying like that was (laughs) fine when you know i've i've seen people make real comments about about their past like yes they knew people or they were people that just sat down to watch the oscars on sunday night when there was only three other channels besides the mm-hmm. one it was airing on. And then those channels would only show reruns because people watched the Oscars. Right, right. Like, it just became this thing. So, like, yes, those numbers were huge and more people watched and cared. But the fact is, there is an overload of content to consume these days mm-hmm. at people's convenience. Mm-hmm. To be glued around a television for, th- for three to four hours is a hard ask for people who aren't that into movies. Right. And I think in recent years, too, when we've seen the decline in viewership of the of the ceremony has been correlated to a turn in the Oscars honoring smaller films, films that um, aren't the big blockbusters, aren't the Titanics and that sort of stuff that everybody's seen, which I think this leads us into one of the changes for the ceremony, um, trying to bring viewers in by um, honoring, I guess is the term that they used films that more people have seen through. They had people on Twitter vote for their, t- their favorite film moment, just like yeah, film f- moment, moment of yeah. all time. And then their favorite film of 2021. And uh, I don't know if it had the results that they were expecting or wanted. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it added anything to the show at all because they just kind of like did it as these like weird little interstitials like coming back from commercial so it wasn't really like those movies got honored in any way right like it wasn't like someone was on stage talking about um army of the dead or whatever that movie was. right i heard like from what i understand too the room was uh real quiet yeah i guess in the room they like didn't really know what was going on they're just like okay yeah so yeah, so I don't think that really worked out the way that they were intending. I think like I think their intention was we want to have a moment of movies that people have seen and like I guess they thought that that would make people watch. I don't. In the age that we're in right now where clips of everything are available immediately, even those moments like aren't really a reason for someone to watch a whole three and a half hour long broadcast. You know what I mean? Cuz yeah. you can go watch whatever clips you want to watch, you can watch whatever performance you want to watch without having to sit through everything else. Right. Uh, Sorry. I just took it upon myself to confirm this, but according to IMDb, 
uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League now has an Academy Award for Oscars cheer moment. It's not listed as like an Academy Award, though. Is it, it is under their awards. Well, that's incorrect because they didn't win an award. I'm just saying. It says Oscars cheer. You're right. So it just says Oscars cheer moment winner. Okay. I mean, yeah, he can put that right next to his People's Choice Award. Yeah. <laughs> that's about how important that win is to them. But you know what? Like, I, you know, I don't know if we're going to touch on this later in the episode or not, but like, this all has to do like with the real problem being that people just aren't going to the movie theaters anymore and studios are only making tentpole movies that go to all the cineplexes. Right. So it's like Mm -hmm. even uh, we live in a pretty popular area that often gets indie movies, but sometimes movies just miss us completely. Right. Because Mm -hmm. they don't end up coming to this area, but it's just like the things that are winning that are nominated for these awards, which would argue are some could argue are better than the typical tentpole superhero movie Mm -hmm. like they're the yes they're the forefront of all these awards and people like they're acting like people are upset that like well i guess some people probably are upset that spider-man no way home or whatever is is not not is it no way wait what's the new one yeah no way okay yeah yeah Yeah, no way home is like not now it's just like that's all people are seeing like that's why they care like the fact is you look back at oscars from 20 years ago a lot more of those mid-budget adult movies came everywhere or like were the fodder to go see Right. So a lot of people did see those movies. It's not that like I don't think the taste level has changed as far as like what gets nominated and what wins. Mm-hmm. I think that's still there. It's just people aren't seeing those movies because again, there's so much to consume and the movie theaters aren't playing them necessarily mm-hmm. for for. So it's just like this weird like problem with the system. Well, and, and I think that's why we're seeing streaming services get yeah, yeah. nominated and win oh, this year but 100 percent because they're making those movies right that... people are watching yeah they're making those smaller like smaller movies that aren't tent poles mm-hmm. and then also it's a lot easier for people to sit at home and watch a movie mm-hmm. than it is to go out and spend however much money it is to see a movie now you know right it's just people are seeing less new movies is the yeah. thing too like it's just it's the trend because just of how things have changed too good I mean, you could make an argument, though. A lot more people are consuming hours upon hours of television series rather than right. necessarily a movie these days. And mm-hmm. All right. Back to the Oscars, though. I don't know. Just try, try to make the Emmys more fun. That's, uh, that's my challenge. Okay. <laughs> the Emmys are fun. <laughs> they are. I know. It's ridiculous. But they also have a lot more awards to give out. Yeah. Imagine if the Oscars split everything That's by true. genre. <laughs> well, no, fair, fair enough. The Emmys, you know, there's a lot of awards cut for that show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They have like a whole other awards night where they hand out all yeah. their craft stuff. Right, right. Um, so yeah. Um, any other general thoughts on the ceremony? In this whole episode about the ceremony? Well, we're talking about the ceremony and then we'll get into winners, but like I don't know. I f- I I gen I generally liked it. I thought that Amy and Regina and Wanda did a very good job hosting. I concur. I loved it. I didn't love all the bits, but I'm never going to love every bit sure. that an Oscar host does. They might have had one too many bits. Um, yeah. I mean, the only one that stands out to me is like I truly dreaded was the Amy and uh, getting Kirsten up. Oh, yeah. The moment. Jesse Plemons, Kirsten. Yeah, Jesse Plemons. Uh, but yeah, that, that was the only one that just like made me like cringe and just like, but that point we were also at the tail end of the show and we we skipped all these honorary awards mm-hmm. like that whole thing was introduced and it was it flew by and it was stu- we spent more time doing that bit 
then we did highlighting like Samuel Jackson's award, Liv Ullman's award. Yeah, I think Danny it's crazy. They, yeah, they literally just like pan to them and were like, they got some honorary Oscars. Yeah. And I swear, don't they usually like do a whole thing yes. like, in the show? They usually at least show, yes, a portion of the speech from the yeah. night before or whatever. Yeah. That's weird. It was ridiculous, honestly. Yeah, it's weird the things that they said that they were like cutting to make things more entertaining. But like the, some of the things that they cut is just like it didn't really make that much of a difference. And then you don't have these moments. Yeah. Speaking of segments, though, um, the in memoriam segment, I actually really, really liked. I've seen a lot of cri- like criticism of it. People who said it was like disrespectful because it was too upbeat, I guess. But I thought I loved it. I thought that. It's still like a, a church choir type performance, but it's a more upbeat song, songs. Right. And I loved the people like coming out and doing little like eulogies. Yeah. That part I really of, like, liked it. We talked about this already, but like I didn't love the music per se. I liked the idea it was going for it. And you're right. It sure beats, it beats s- like one a dirge, artist. Like, yeah, exactly. Just playing some sad, depressing, whatever. Right. I'd say we're used to it, so maybe that's what we're coming to expect. Maybe that might be the hesitancy. But I think you're right with the little moments of people coming out and saying a few words about somebody. I really liked that addition. Yeah. It reminded me, like, I thought last year at the Grammy Awards, the way they did their in memoriam is probably, like, the best in memoriam I've ever seen. And it was also, like, 10 minutes Wait, long. Remind me that, though. They know. had they were showing, like, clips of people, and then it would, like, pan to, like, a stage where they had, like, where it would, like, look like someone's like whoever died like they're like set up or something that would like rem- i can't think of examples right now <laughs> of people that died but like I'm picturing it so vividly but like and it was just cool like it was just like a mm. cool way to honor them and like call certain people you know more attention to them and whatnot but mm. so it kind of reminded me of that like where the, like some people you know were coming out and giving little stories and whatnot yeah and puppy so um, oh yeah, I heard that uh, Tom Travolta or Tom John Travolta, Travolta song. John Travolta adopted it. Yeah. yeah, they adopted it, which is cute. That was cute. Um, so yeah, I liked that segment. Um, well, obviously, my favorite moment of the night was the first moment of the night because the Oscars opened with a performance by Beyonce. You don't get to mention Beyonce enough on this. Oh, that's not true. Every time there's a top 10 and Beyonce has a movie out, you stand Beyonce. Yeah, I think our listeners probably know that I stand Beyonce. That, at that's, this probably, that's probably I think fair. anyone who's talked to me for more than like 15 minutes knows that I stand Beyonce. But I mean, that was a great, great moment. Yeah, that was an amazing performance. Mm-hmm. Blue was there. What more can you ask for? Right. Well, I could ask for her to get an Oscar, but <laughs> nope. But speaking of opening the show... It really did seem like the added uh, We Don't Talk About Bruno seemed to be like maybe the previous opener and mm-hmm. they just kind of bumped it because I really, I actually love that moment. The reveal yes. of Megan the Stallion was like awesome. That was great. That was a great performance. And I do wonder if that was supposed to be the opener and then because Beyonce was only confirmed like two weeks before yeah, the yeah. show. So if they were, you know, finalizing that or whatever. But yeah, the the We Don't Talk About Bruno moment was great a megan the stallion remix if we don't talk about bruno i didn't know i wanted that until they gave it to me right and and what made it feel like an opener like i was saying is like it highlighted other movies in her yes. verse so i feel like that would be a standard kind of musical number opening mm-hmm. god i and love it, that it, may, it probably would have made more sense at the beginning than yeah. kind of like in the middle the way it was and since the argument, i saw something that said the beyonce thing wasn't live but you know we were given the impression that it was live 
it makes more sense that if they were going to bump something like that, like they would put it at the beginning so you don't have to coordinate that live aspect later. You right. know what I mean? You would just get ready to do it live then. And it well, yeah, felt and I think like also it was she live. Had to, she then came to the awards, so I think that... Cause yeah, she so was she was not there before? Compton, we can so. confirm that? What? She was not there at the beginning? No. We can confirm that? Okay. No, no, no. no. She I understand her missing the red carpet regardless. Right. Like, she hasn't walked a red carpet in a long time, but... Okay. No, she red wasn't there. Red carpet walks for her. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I always think it was live. I think if anything, like, maybe there was, like, the... When they're riding the horse down the street, obviously that was recorded, so maybe people are just saying that, like... I don't know. Okay. People also thought that the Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons thing wasn't pre-planned. So I don't think people know what they're talking about. Again, just because of a great people. performance by Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> yeah. Another great performance. We had two great performances from Kirsten Dunst this year. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think it was probably live. Yeah. At least the portion on the tennis court. So Yeah. And it was amazing. And she should win an Oscar just for that performance, basically. Well, she could probably win an Emmy for it, right? But they should they should give her an Oscar. They should give her an honorary oh, Oscar. A, a Grammy, too. Don't they do, like, best performance at the Grammy? I don't know. The See, Grammy has, like, 500 she categories. Has, she has options, I think. <laughs> but she, you can't win an Oscar for a television show, baby. If anyone could, Beyonce could. <laughs> okay, sure. She can't even win an Oscar for a movie, so. I don't want to talk about it. It's really upsetting <laughs> to me. <laughs> All right, let's move on from Beyonce, as sad as that is for you to probably hear. Okay, I'm, I'm sure I'll bring her up again at some point. But... <laughs> um. I don't know. Is there anything else we need to talk about the ceremony itself? Um, do, 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 do. I mean, we talked about the added awards, the cut uh, hosts. I feel like we've kind of hit every. You know what? I'll can I? I'll throw another complaint in there. Mm -hmm. Definitely would have just liked more clips, more montages because yeah. we were talking about this earlier. But like, I am so just so sick of just like the trailers of the best picture nominations yeah. i think that's boring oh i hated like, the way they did it this year where it was just like little sizzle reels yeah like i want someone i want you know venus and Serena Williams to come out yes. and talk to me about king richard takes and more their time dad. i guess yeah i mean i guess it takes more time but also like the point of this night is honoring these 10 films that are the 10 best films of the year that's yeah. the whole point yeah i'll tell you too what i don't need and i'm not trying to just like add to the the list of complaints but i don't need tony hawk and sean white and no who did they think that was Kelly gonna Slater. bring in i don't it's just insane or like one of the most cringe moments uh dj Khaled coming out and just yeah i have no idea what that was about just to say that he was gonna to promote that he was gonna be on the show i don't know I guess, and but here's the thing, DJ. Also, DJ Khaled, his whole his whole catchphrase, the whole thing is he says another one. There were three hosts, and he didn't make any another one jokes. <laughs> and it's just like, so what are you even doing here? That's what they would have expected. It's what I wanted. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know what? We don't need to. I guess we don't. I maybe we should stop the complaint portion of the show okay. as far as this, because like these are things that you could find everywhere. Y'all already probably agree on. Mm -hmm. We're not having any hot takes here. No. Okay. Regarding that stuff, but bring more clips and montages. Be, yeah, I loved the be, James Bond montage yes, for the 60th anniversary. Yes. Just be cinematic, Oscars. But be cinematic. The Godfather one. I'm, I'm complaining. I was on Twitter during the Godfather one. I felt bad. You were on Twitter for most of it. Most of it. <laughs> no, after the slap, I was. All, yes, yeah, right. I was were. all over Twitter. But um. I just thought it was weird because it was supposed to be like the 50th anniversary. Well, it is the 50th anniversary of the Godfather. Mm -hmm. Um. But then they were showing clips from all three of the movies. And then also Robert De Niro was like part of this reunion. He's not in the first Godfather. Mm -hmm. So I was just very confused on what they were doing in general. But 
whatever. They got the three of them to they come, were so reaching. they just made it work. Right. They were reaching, just like the Pulp Fiction reunion. and the... That was cute. I thought that was cute, though. I haven't even seen Pulp Fiction. I liked it. I thought the Juno one was cool, actually. I liked Juno as well for it was the cool to see, like, anniversary of Juno. I know. It was just cool to see, like, Elliot Page out there. Yeah. It's kind of like, being like, yeah, well, what's up? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I dug it. Well, that's also, like, one of the last times a woman won screenplay. Oh, okay. Woman won again this year. But, um... I also loved for the final award of the night, um, having Liza Minnelli and Lady Gaga, which Liza Minnelli was the 50th anniversary of her win for best actress in cabaret. But that moment, like her and Lady Gaga, like that moment is one of the sweetest moments. I got you. I know. Oh my God. I died. And it's so genuine too. Cause like, and then, and then Liza's like, I know, I know. It was so wonderful. It was just this, you know, under moment. Oh, you know what? I'm going to, Sorry, I got one more thing to complain about. But like, no, that was one of my, that was truly one of my favorite moments. I didn't expect one of my favorite moments to come from Gaga that night. I'll tell you that. I didn't even know she was there. She didn't walk the red carpet either. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I missed that. But um, I want to talk about cutting awards. Back to that. Okay. You know, they they weren't horrendous that night about cutting too many speeches short. They certainly did. They have their rules about how many people can talk, and so it's unfortunate when someone else goes to talk and they cut them off. Right. But they do have their rules. Obviously, Disney Pixar has their shit down because yeah, they just they were did, like, did, boom, did, boom, did, boom. did it, did it, did it, did it, and they recycled back. It was awesome. They were not going to get cut off. They were prepared. Yes. Um. But it unfortunately happened. But like, my biggest problem is is uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Hamaguchi, the director of Drive My Car, winning yes. Best Picture. Which, by the way, if you've been following the award season stuff, uh, Best International Feature is what he won. Oh, sorry. Best international feature. But like that winning that award has been cut from like every ceremony leading up to this. Like they just keep. Yeah. And it was like I heard about the at the Spirit Awards. It got a standing ovation. It was the only standing ovation of the entire night was not televised. Mm -hmm. And it's just like mind boggling to me. But anyway, they kept cutting him off. But it was like, I don't know if they were like trying to be rude. I think there was like a lost in translation moment where he just kept doing these like it shout sounded outs like he was ending his exactly speech, yeah. he kept he wasn't but again i think it was like this loss in translation Ooh. moment so they just kept oh he's doing these shout outs and then ah uh, but then he wanted to keep talking he kept yeah. wanting to do these different things and well, it was and th- very awkward and upsetting yeah and i think part of the problem they also did like this weird thing because i guess they were trying to um they have a three-act structure for the three hours of the broadcast um or whatever and so they had different musical accompaniment for each of those hours and during when he won for best international feature it was when they had the like super band with like travis um barker and sheila e and whoever else was in there and so they were on the stage and so them playing was so much louder than like the orchestra or whatever they had before that i think it was like also just like very jarring for them to start in with those drums. I mean, they had like two drums. That's a lot of drums yeah. on one stage. And um, so I think that that kind of led to it too. And I think that leads me into another complaint because I thought that was really dumb, like the three different musical things. Because then when they got to the third part, the third hour, which was like half an hour into the third hour, but um, <laughs> and they had the orchestra under the stage mm-hmm. and like, you know, standard. Op- I was like, this is what the Oscar should be. I just want an orchestra playing. Yeah. Like you mean the the people that provide scores for right the films that are nominated and play in the movie theaters that, yeah. that those 
That's the music I want. Okay, face, okay, yes. got you. Got not, you. Not Travis Barker. No. Okay. Or Sheila E. Just trying to be clear here. Okay. Or the DJ at the beginning. Yeah, that's who it was at the beginning. It was a DJ for the first hour, then it was that band, and yeah. then yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I, it, yeah. No, I just would like an orchestra. Yeah, like there's just some things like I'm not trying to be a traditionalist. Like I think there's always room to progress and like do things differently. But like, I think this is a failed experiment on a lot of counts this year. Yeah, and I think I think that that also speaks to like kind of like my overall thing is like I feel like this ceremony was not did not have the gravitas that past ceremonies have had and like i understand that they're like oh we don't want to look corny like oh we take ourselves too seriously but i think when you stop taking it seriously it stops having that importance like it doesn't it need you need to believe in the importance of it so other people believe in the importance of it because if you just treat it like any other award show like any other awards then that's what it's going to become you know yeah, like I, I honestly hate to use this phrase, but I feel like you know they're talking about the people. It's like who, who who do maybe do a review every year of the Oscars, and like oh another four hour long bore fest of movie, you know people patting themselves on the back. Mm-hmm. But you're like always gonna get that hate, right? Like, haters are gonna hate. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they do. That's what they do. That's what they do. Like you're never gonna please everybody. You might as well please the people that do make an effort to tune in every year and be there and to support this art form. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a niche thing. They don't want to admit that, but, like, it is. Yeah. And just embrace that. Embrace the people that want to be there, and that will elevate the program. hmm I agree. But, again, we are speaking as people who will watch the Oscars no matter what they do with the format <laughs> because we love the Oscars so much we made a podcast about it. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Are we ready to start talking about... What won and what didn't win? Yeah. All right. So I, I look. I have some facts because we have some Oscar history that was made. Okay. So first of all, I thought it was interesting. Um, Dune was the big winner of the night. You know, which also we want to say they like we're doing all this stuff. Oh, we need to like appeal to people, appeal to the masses who love Spider Man, and like not just honor these small movies. Like yeah, Dune. Dune yeah. was there. A lot of people loved that. Literally movie. a technical marvel, right? Too. A like, big screen got... tent pole mm-hmm. Dune, which won the most awards of the night. So, mm-hmm. anyway, so it won six. But Devin, it was slow and boring. Dune. Yeah, I'm just. That's definitely <laughs> some reviews. Based on bugs, so like, well. yeah. Um, they <laughs> so... changed the genders of some characters, and I'm very upset. Did they? Well, yeah, but that's I was oh. anyway. That was just making a dumb joke. There we go. Who did they change the genders? Tell me. Me? I, did I read the book? No, <laughs> I'm just stating facts without any research. Okay, doesn't sound like facts, but okay. It is facts without research sounds dangerous. Well, that's fair. That's fair. That's a that's a steep. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. So what I was trying to get to, Dune won six awards, and then The Eyes of Tammy Faye won two awards. And then every other movie that won, won one award. Hmm. But that's not true. Okay. Why are you lying to me? Because Coda won three. So Coda won so, three, Tammy oh, Faye won two. Up. Okay. This wasn't a reveal. You were... No, and everything else won one. Okay. Isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cool. I like it. Spread them around. It is wild. So along those same lines, um, Jane Campion, who won Best Director, um, is this was power of the dog was the first film to win only best director and nothing else since the graduate in 1968 
And she also was the first woman to win an Oscar for directing and screenwriting. Cool. Not the same night. No, she Summer won time. for screenwriting in 93. I think that sounds right. It, yeah, because it's funny because she was up against, she was nominated for director that year too, and she was up against um, Steven Spielberg again, and that's when he won for Schindler's List this time. She beat him. I don't know if Dune gender swap now, so I'm just going to, for all the people who are mad at me right now, I just want to say I'm, I I apologize. Okay. Yeah, I just needed to go back. I feel like I'm getting that confused with another thing, and uh, never mind. Okay, back to my stats. Uh, Ariana DeBose, who won for Best Supporting Actress for West Side Story, is the first openly queer actor of color to get an Oscar. And her win, they've also now, her and Rita Moreno are the third pair of actors to win Oscars for playing the same character. Ooh, who are the other ones? So the first one is um, from The Godfather, Marlon Brando oh, okay, and yep, yep. Robert De Niro, and then Keith Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix for playing the Joker. Oh, okay. So those are all like sequels or different variations this is the first time where it's a literal remake and they played the yeah. same character just real quick once again i want to apologize for fans of frank herbert's dune if i upset you with my uh, incorrect statement earlier if it is incorrect i'm just realizing that i probably shouldn't have said anything without knowing what i was talking about all right Devin, continue are you gonna do some between that was the facts? last time <laughs> just three you know and i'm out okay all right troy kotzer who won for best lead actor or best supporting actor um, it's the first. What was that? I'm just. I don't know go, what I'm ooh. talking about. I'm tired, apparently. <laughs> but supporting actor is the first male deaf actor to win an Oscar, and the second deaf deaf actor ever after his co-star Marley Matlin, who mm-hmm. won again in the '90s. Who knows when? For, For sure, sure. lesser god. And Coda is the first film distributed by a streaming service to win Best Picture, and the first Sundance premiere to win Best Picture. That's an interesting fact. I yeah. wouldn't have thought like the first Sundance. You said premiere, or do you mean winner? premiere so like a movie that premiered at sundance wow the first one that's one best picture yeah that's so wild okay i know well i think if you think about it uh sundance is like soon right it's like in or it already happened this year it's in january so it's in january so it's like usually it's like so far away from you know anything no well it probably loses steam but it usually doesn't get a release until the fall anyway so that's true i mean coda came out in the summer yeah to they, Apple TV Plus, I want to point out. Yeah. I th- a place I thought it was going to die. Like, when I found out that, yeah. like, Kodo was the grand jury winner or whatever, and then, and then Apple bought it, I was like, well, no one's going to see that movie. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Yeah. I mean, did people see it, or did it just win Best Picture? I don't know. That's a good point. <laughs> I don't know. Point. But I bet a lot more people are seeing it now. That's for sure. Yes. That mm-hmm. is true. Yeah. That is true. Which is good. That's kind of what the awards are about, too. Exactly. I Highlight think the... movies you maybe haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Which is why they need to show a lot of clips. So to get yes, people excited damn. about watching movies. For sure. Um, since we're talking about Coda, what are your thoughts on Coda winning Best Picture? I completely disagree with it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, not to me. I mean, I just thought it was a very, like, although obviously it did some really cool, like, I, I'm not going to, like, of course, the deaf stuff was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought uh, The Sound of Metal was a better deaf picture um, than Coda. Uh, but, you know, here we are. I thought Coda was very, like, by the numbers, like, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wouldn't even think a movie like that, if it did not have the deaf element, would even play Sundance. Yeah. (laughs) Like, let alone win it. And again, I love what it did. I really do. I just wish it was, like, an overall better product as well. 
Yeah, I do respect what it did. I think that, you know, highlighting the deaf community the way that it did, and I think the deaf community has really responded to it, like, that's great, and I'm all for that. I think the plot itself was just, like, a little generic and not interesting but i and i think you know i felt like this was like a very interesting award season because like when award season started it felt very much like oh power the dog you know can't be beat it's just there's nothing that can happen for sure and as the weeks went on like power the dog just fell and fell and fell and coda surged and i think that what we have to keep in mind is that people who people in the academy they're very swayed by story you know they're mm-hmm. filmmakers yeah. they're creatives they're that sort of thing and i think that being in the room like this was the you know they're back in the rooms again after last year where they weren't and having all the people doing the signing and having like all those people there and the like energy and excitement that that cast had every time that they won i think that that's very persuasive to people who are voting and they're like yes this like feels good i'm enjoying this mm-hmm and that helps it win. And I also think that for a while now they've done a preferential ballot for best picture where basically instead of just like whatever gets the most votes wins, which is how every other category works, you rank all the nominees and then technically like you could win, like you could have the least amount of number one ratings, but if you have so many like number two or number three ratings, you could still win mm-hmm. basically. And I think Coda is definitely a film that benefits from that because I can, if someone's picking, you know, Oh, Licorice Pizza was my favorite film. Someone put that at number one, but there's no way Licorice Pizza is going to win. But then they put Coda at number two or number three. Yeah, right, right. That's going to make a huge difference. I think Coda would be a very popular two or three Yeah. vote. Right. So I think that helped. And I was looking through because I keep a spreadsheet of Oscar winners because I'm cool. And I was looking back through the Oscar winners since 2009 when they started doing the preferential ballot just to see like if it's always if it's skewed more populist like since then Mm -hmm. and i'd say it's like 50 50 like you know you have like your green books and your argos and whatnot but um you also have like spotlight and moonlight and yeah those kinds of movies that i wouldn't think would benefit from preferential ballot so i think it's a mix but i think that coda definitely benefited from that shape of water as well i want to throw that into there not that shape of water isn't a great movie Uh uh-huh but it definitely was not like the best movie Mm-mm. amongst those those options. But I bet it was a lot of number twos and number threes. Right. And that just really added up. But that's my problem with Coda. Is like the prefer you're right, the preferential ballot certainly helps it. Because honestly, I'm not one of those people that said this is a bad year for movies. I think it was a great year for movies. Mm-hmm. I think it was a weird year for Oscar nominations, in my opinion. Um like I don't think there was necessarily on that board a clear winner where oftentimes there is there's like one or two that are like mm-hmm. this is like a movie we will go back to in 10 years and revisit blah 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 I don't think this year's category like best picture category really had a lot of that it was honestly a pretty mild year I think yeah. for the best picture choices um not overall but I think, certainly just for the best picture choices. I wonder if that maybe like the reason Power of the Dog felt like such a sure thing early on is that Jane Campion felt so secure as director that it just felt like, oh, yeah, if she's director, then it'll probably get best picture. Could Which be. I just think it's wild for a movie to only win best director. I do too. How can you have the best director and the best Honestly, nothing else? Right. I, like, I don't love Power of the Dog, though. Like, I don't have any no, really strong feelings either. for it, but like... To, but for me, it checks all the boxes of what makes a great movie. Mm-hmm. Like it just necessarily like didn't hit 100 percent for me, 
but the directing, the writing, the cinematography, the editing, the score by Johnny Greenwood, the acting. Did I say the acting? Because like that's what I wanted to end on. Yeah. The performances are just like incredible all around. Like that mm-hmm. movie checks every single box. And I do would I would say out of all those, that sh- that that would be the winner. I would choose probably. Sure. Um, as like the most deserving, mm-hmm. I guess, because it hits all those boxes. But Coda might be a landmark movie that hopefully opens the door for many more diverse stories. I hope so. I mm-hmm. hope so. And I have seen, I've seen some people comparing Coda to, well, one, I've seen it compared to Crash just because it like won over the gay cowboy movie, which won Best Director, <laughs> and like Green Book. And I don't think that it's, I don't think we should lump it in no. with those films. I don't, I don't think, so think it's that level of no, because it has merit. It does, absolutely. Well, Crash and Green Book <laughs> do not. Um, ugh. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it's fair to lump it in that. But I do. Th- I just think it's interesting. I think maybe Power of the Dog was just too polarizing because it was a gay story. Well I don't be. know, but gay slow. It was very slow. Like you know what I mean. It's these things that generally people don't. You know, I'm not sorry. I shouldn't say people don't like gay movies. That's incorrect. <laughs> That's not what I mean. But it's just like, it's a slower movie. Mm-hmm. It's a Netflix. I don't think everyone is like necessarily that warm on Netflix yet. I don't know why. But I think like that could be part of it too. Like people in the Academy. You mean? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. People in general yeah. are pretty warm no. about Netflix. Their subscribers are super warm. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, but you know what I mean? It's just, it's a. It's a different type. Like, it's weird that it's a Netflix movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you would have said pick yeah. the Netflix movie on this and I didn't know what studio did what, I, it wouldn't be Power of the Dog. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, Netflix is really just trying anything they can to get an Oscar and they're failing. They keep getting Best Director wins. Yeah. We shall yeah. see if they can pull out a Best Picture win. Right. Kind of thing. Right. Um, any of the other categories you want to talk about? Um, I'm very happy for Jessica Chastain winning Best Actress. Mm-hmm. Great speech. I think it was a great speech. I love her. I think that it definitely helped that she had that story behind her of, you know, she was trying to get that movie made for 10 years and she was mm-hmm. a producer. She's also, I think, the second, only the second Best Actress winner um, who also, like, produced the movie that she won oh, for. Oh, cool. That's interesting. I can't remember who the first one is, of course. But, but I think it's interesting because I think, like, you know, there's so many actresses now who have, I want to say resorted to, but have had to have chosen to go into producing in order to, to get, get roles that made, they yeah. want. Because she's reaching that category of right. now becoming like an older adult actress. Or why did I say adult actress? That's not what I meant. <laughs> she is an adult. But she's been an adult. That's got like a negative career, connotation. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I think that's interesting. Um mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, Ariana DeBose and Troy Kotzer were like the two most secure wins going into sure. the night. I liked I liked uh uh, Kenneth Branagh winning for Belfast for screenwriting because yeah, that was very great. personal movie. I honestly, uh, on my ballot, I picked Belfast to be a surprise winner. Yeah, Kyle's really bad at our Oscar pool. <laughs> Some, you know, I used to be really good. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But I kind of was like, I don't know what's going to win. Like, I know people were rooting for, or, you know, well, honestly, the odds were for Power of the Dog, which it did not go to. Mm-hmm. I know Coda had a good chance, but I was like, you know, Belfast think, is this, um, like, personal yeah. movie? Like, super personal. Not that Coda isn't. You right. know, Coda is obviously a very personal movie, but but wow. this is this personal movie. People love Kenneth Branagh. Like, it's got this amazing family. You know, from the from the eyes of a child. Like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like 
And the Academy does usually love an, an actor turned director, you know? Sure. It's just like, it kind of like worked for me in that way. And I wouldn't have been mad if it won, you know, outside of just my ballot. Mm-hmm. But I love that, you know, he got honored in that way. Because again, I just love when someone gets honored for a very like personal movie. Um, whereas Paul Thomas Anderson, although he got nominated, didn't really win anything. Um, but like when um, Alfonso Cuaron like one for Roma and all like all those awards, you know, all those nominations. Like I just love when you write something super personal to you, mm-hmm. you show off your filmmaking pedigree. Like it's just, it worked for me in so many ways. So I love seeing him win. Yeah. Um, I was happy for that because I think of the best picture nominees, I mean, licorice pizza was my favorite probably of the nominees, but Belfast would have been my pick for best picture if I got to like put my number one next to anything. So what was it on your ballot? I mean, I picked Coda to win because I understand how the game works. <laughs> I mean, I still didn't win my pool, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. My mom won. Good job, mom. Per usual. She got, what, 21 out of 24? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I was happy with Kenneth Branagh. Um, for adapted screenplay, like, I understand Sean Hader winning for coda because because coda wasn't nominated for best director which i think it's only the 22nd film to win best picture without a best director nomination something like that not a lot of films can do that but um since she wasn't nominated for best director i kind of knew if like if it was going to win best picture it had to win that you know sure which it did no sure or often editing right but it wasn't nominated for editing oh that's oh Oh, okay. It was nominated for three awards and it won three awards. Okay. Those are the only three things it was nominated for. There you go. So, so yeah. yeah. But yeah, editing would usually be one of them that mm-hmm. it could win for and win Best Picture. But um, Yeah, like when Dune took editing, I was like, oh. Like, I mean, Dune so, took everything. No, I know. And I it was expected. I, I, I know, it so, took more than I was expecting. I thought I kind of thought King Richard might take it, and yeah, that I might to lead King to King Richard actually winning um, Best Picture, which I think it stood a chance for sure. But I don't think it was going to win Best Picture. It's a better movie than Coda. I agree, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was uncomfortable enough to watch Will Smith win. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. So yeah. I don't know if there's anything else we need to talk about. Just going through the categories here. Encanto winning for best animated feature. I think everyone was expecting that. Yeah, I mean, I, we don't, I don't think we need to. Uh, best documentary for Summer obvious. of Soul because his moment kind of got. Um, oh yeah, that's one <laughs> of the sadder parts of that is that event, like the event. Right. It really kind of dampened the mood for for Quest Love there. Yeah, but that was, I was happy for him to win. For sure. That was good. He was happy to win. Mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty much it dune took almost all the below the line things corella got costume eyes of tammy faye got makeup and hairstyling yeah 100 percent deserved sure anyone who can make jessica chastain not look beautiful <laughs> it's working magic <laughs> that's funny and the fashion of corella oof yeah that was some good costume design i love it I think my, my letterbox review is just like that trash dress though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. But yeah, I mean, another year in the books. Yeah, that's it. I think we really peaked at the top. 
Yeah, kind of run out of steam here. Much like the Oscars, we just kind of fizzled out here at the end. You did. You brought it back. Oh, congratulations! I knew, I knew it wasn't gonna be the last we heard about Beyonce. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, sometime soon, we're gonna start working on a fourth season, maybe. <laughs> And then in a, a year after that, it'll be up for your <laughs> listening pleasure. <laughs> we'll get it done, though. So, uh, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you when we see you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>